have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Do you play alone in your non-monogamous relationship? Is it something that you or your partner are interested in? Recently, Tara and James of Sex Uninterrupted invited me onto their podcast to talk about what it's like for me to play alone in my non-monogamous relationship. When I go out to lifestyle clubs and events as a single woman, or a unicorn as we're called, I always get questions from my friends. Some of the things that they ask me are, what kinds of rules and boundaries do I have with my partner? How can I make sure that I stay safe when I'm playing alone? How can they make playing alone work in their relationship? And what happens if playing alone goes wrong? Before we kick off our discussion today with Tara and James of Sex Uninterrupted, I want to thank our sponsor, stc.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So if you want to hear me get personal with Tara and James, keep listening for this exclusive interview. Enjoy the show. Here we go. So on to this week's show. Me and James actually are going to be talking about something we don't have much experience in. We recently found out on Instagram poll that 60% of our followers play alone in their non-monogamous relationships. And since Tara and myself don't really play alone, we wanted to bring someone who has a little bit more experience than us and a lot of advice when it comes to playing separately. In a special interview, we are going to share tips, advice, and explore what what to do when something happens that you don't like. And make sure to stay tuned at the end of the show. There's going to be a contest that you can enter in order to win some awesome products. Just go to thesexylifestyle.com slash contest for more. And on to the show. Our guest today is producer and host of a show on our very own The Sexy Lifestyle Network. She is published author of erotic fiction, AVN-nominated screenplay writer, sexuality blogger, and editor, and an ambassador for sexual health and empowerment. From SDC Presents, Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, please introduce Lexi Silver. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank I, you, James. That I was love a tongue twister. I love, doing inter- I love doing intros. You do? I love it. It's so much fun. Like, I just, it's like a walking out, like, out of the room, arms raised, like, fuck yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at it. And I like hearing about myself a little bit like that. It's different to hear it from a different, from a, another person when it's not me introducing myself. I like it. I like it too. I agree. Well, That's why I do it. Yes. And welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I like this uh, role reversal. This time I'm on your show. Last time you were on mine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's kind of neat. It's neat this is it's so much fun because we get to talk to people that, again, like you have a different expertise than we do. And the way you share your stories are actually quite awesome. So other than my uh, amazing intro, <laughs> do, do you have anything else you'd like to add? 
Um, I do lots of work with SDC. I'm, uh, I, I help uh, edit a lot of the content that's on our site. And because of that, I get to learn a lot about sex myself, which I love. And I think it's fantastic uh, that we have uh, an amazing resource where we're able to have, uh, where people can have access to all kinds of information about sexuality, uh, including access to my podcast too. So yeah, I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm loving on SDC right now. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Love it. Love it. We love STC and we've, we just, we actually just got a profile. We just got a profile. So we're all good now. <laughs> all signed up. <laughs> nice. Join us. <laughs> so yes. If you want to find more, go to STC.com. But uh, kind of on a personal note, how did you fall into like sort of non-monogamy? So I fall into like it was an accident. Um, <laughs> I tripped. <laughs> so we, I, I've kind of always had that mentality of um, not, I've been in a lot of monogamous relationships my whole life, but mentally I think I always was more comfortable in a more non-monogamous state. I always thought it, I always wanted multiple partners or didn't want to feel like I was, um, I guess, stuck uh, with one person. I know how terrible that sounds when I say it like that, but it, it's true. I've always had a very, uh, I mean, I still have a, a very huge libido and I'm just attracted to a lot of people. I get a lot of my creativity when I, when, you know, I'm, I'm writing my erotic stories from some of the experiences that I've had. And I just, I always was looking for more, I have a lot of fantasies. So I started off always with that mentality. Right now I'm in a uh, non-monogamous relationship with an extremely long-term partner and how we fell into the, I guess, swinging lifestyle or the lifestyle uh, was we talked a lot. Uh, we both had a ton of fantasies and a lot of things that we wanted to explore on our own and together. And by having those conversations with each other over a period of time, it wasn't just like an overnight thing. We didn't just have that one discussion. Oh, yeah. where we just, you know, we decided, hey, you know, okay, f let's go fuck other people together and apart or whatever. It doesn't work that way. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, I guess, fell into it by really spending the time getting to know ourselves individually and also being in that comfortable spot in our relationship where uh, we're able to be open and honest about what it is that we want, who we are, and uh, how to progress our relationship together. That's pretty, that's awesome. that's pretty cool. So what you're saying is lots of communication. Yeah. And a lot of time, like you didn't just rush into yeah, it. Don't like rush. You just kind of, yeah, no, I think that we, we talk about that all the time. It's like, you're going to have lots of time in this world to try some different things. So, you know, take some time to figure out what you like, what you don't like and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And a lot of self-love. I think that's awesome. How, how oh, yeah. old do you think you were when you kind of started realizing that you didn't have to fit into like the cliche? Not how old, how long have you been well, in? I guess. Well, I think for women too, like they start to go through a, a sexual empowerment, uh, you know, but it usually doesn't happen until I'd say my late 20s is really when I realized I had control over my sexuality. I was, I guess, in my late teens. I really, I've always been a very, like I said, I've been a very sexual person. Um, mentally, I was, I've been writing erotic stories since my late teens as well. Aww. And uh, then, so I guess because of that, I always was hungry for exploration. I think that's when I realized that I wasn't kind of like maybe um, a lot of, 
I didn't fit in that monogamy mold uh, mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah, I, the box, I, I didn't fit into that box. So yeah, I, I, I was pretty, it started pretty early, but definitely I, I understand Tara what you mean because there have been different moments uh, throughout my life where I've had uh, surges of wanting to explore, feeling that autonomy and that empowerment. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're right. During the late twenties, you do get that. Yeah, you get like something just, I don't know, it changes. Like I was very sexually open as a, as a later teen too. Definitely like to wear like dress up sexy, feel sexy. And um, I just didn't know about non-monogamy. I didn't know that it was something that was okay, really. So. I've just been conditioned for my whole life never to ask a woman's age. So I was like, no, ask how long. I know, but still, my next question was, how long have you been in the lifestyle? So it kind of just smells like. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm not shy about that. Um, we've actually, so we have officially been in the lifestyle. It hasn't been very long. We're kind of new, uh, newer at it. We're, we're talking just like, I guess, two years maybe. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, the experiences, the amount of experiences that we've had in that time is ridiculous. Um, in addition to that, before we could say that we identified as being in the lifestyle, we played and did other things with other people throughout the course of our long-term relationship. So, but I guess we didn't really identify as being swingers at that time. I think we were just open. You just took your time and you, yeah. and you talked a lot, which also kind of helps. Everybody's going to gonna say this, but you, you always got to yeah. communicate when you're getting into something like this, because if you're not communicating every little bit of detail, we, I call it brutal, honest communication. You literally have to be the most honest you've ever been in your life. And oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and you're right. What you guys, uh, you, you know, we've had these conversations, that honesty, that openness, it doesn't always mean that, you know, you have to come back from, you know, a play session, uh, which like we we're talking about today, we're going to, we, you know, talking about how we explore the lifestyle separately. You're right about that honesty factor about having, being able to first be honest with yourself about what it is that you want, and then be able to be honest with your partner and communicate it in such a way, because it's very sensitive, right? You're talking about the sexual experiences with other people. So it can be a very sensitive thing if it's not communicated properly. So there's, yeah, tons of communication. If you don't have good communication in your relationship, then you should not be in the lifestyle. That's Mm -hmm. all that's that's pretty much like my my uh, you know broad strokes of this whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, and I say include a lot of compassion in that communication too, because like you said, it's a lot of um, sometimes triggering things too that you're talking about, and especially when you're playing separately too. That there's a lot of triggers that can come up from ways that we were conditioned to feel about um, like owning somebody, I'm saying in quotation marks, but own somebody and just fit the cliche relationship too. Yeah. And what you said about the uh, idea of possession and how you mentioned Tara before about the not knowing there was non-monogamy before it's because we're conditioned to think that there's, you know, the one or there's one person for everyone or monogamy is that default setting. So moving away from that, having been conditioned uh, to think that way and to think that the person that you're with belongs to you is really old school, very traditional. And that's fine for people it works for great. But Mm -hmm. for other people like us who kind of want to break a little bit away from that, uh, it's hard still to to move into this kind of lifestyle while still having some of those old conditioned thoughts. So you're right about that. Definitely. 
I think that was a good start to our conversation and a good door opener into who you are and giving us a little bit of a background story as to why we're coming to you with all of this wonderful questions that we have about playing alone. Um, I know we're pretty interested too in knowing more. Something that maybe we can explore in the future too. Mm. And we're going to cut to a commercial break right now. And when we get back, we're going to talk about advice and tips that you have for couples who are looking to play alone or currently playing alone. Awesome. Can't wait. Stay tuned after the break. Want to learn more about relationship, sex, and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life? Check out SDC.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, and Sex Because. Visit SDC.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. You'll have tons of exclusive resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Today we have Lexi Silver on our show and we're going to interview her about, well, we're going to ask her some questions on playing alone and her experiences with that. And so we're going to actually start with some advice and tips for couples that are looking to play alone. Obviously singles play alone most of the time, so this is mostly dedicated towards couples. Um, So I guess let's just kind of give a rundown of your experience of playing alone. Well, first, get the getting to that point was, um, if you want to talk about that, that's, that would be, yeah. I think, a good starting point. Sure. Um, during those very honest communication sessions that I had with my partner, we basically both saw that we had different tastes. And I'm very much, for example, into uh, the BDSM lifestyle, very, you know, very much into that. And that's less his bag. So over various discussions, we discussed, you know, 
being able to play separately to, in, you know, uh, indulge ourselves in those fantasies and, and do those things that we wanted to do because we knew that we wouldn't be able to do them together, for example, or that it was less, something that we would do less together. And uh, also, I mean, I'm just, um, you know, in terms of libido, we're not always uh, like, you know, like a lot of different couples. Sometimes uh, I have a higher sex drive, sometimes he does. So having that opportunity, that ability to be able to go and fulfill that uh, without, you know, with other people if we were not fulfilling that for each other, for example. It happens sometimes. It's normal in every relationship, especially okay. if we've been together for um, a very long time. Let's just, uh, let's just say it that way. Yeah. Us <laughs> so, as well. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's not uncommon. So having those, uh, you know, discussions and also just wanting that liberty. I mean, I'm very open-minded. Um, I think it was way easier for me to jump into uh, the non-monogamous world than for him uh, just because I've always been of that mentality and I think it took him a little bit more time to get on board with that mentality to be like yeah you know what that actually does make a lot more sense to me so for me I was all like just go ahead do whatever you want but for him it took a little bit longer so again with that communication taking our time no one rushing or pressuring each other into making a decision that was not comfortable that's so important no rushing no pressuring yeah I find sometimes that does happen because people have been repressed for so long and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, hurry up, get with the program. Like, I want to be here. And it's always like, what is it? Go with- Well, if move as fast as the slowest person because yeah. again, you don't want to ever push somebody into a scenario where they're completely uncomfortable and potentially even have a shutdown moment where like even on a, like on a spiritual level or even on a, like a sexual level to completely shut down and dry up is like, well, yeah. it's not good, right? No. Like even like if a guy can't get it hard or a woman, you know, doesn't feel it, it just doesn't really work out that way. So yeah, making sure you take the time and figuring out all the little idiosyncrasies. And I and think talking. that, yeah, I think that having like, I think that having the conversations about like your sex drive and your own personal one kind of starts developing these conversations about your comfortability level about playing alone because it's like, you know, most people are in this lifestyle to see their partner um, sexually satisfied and happy. Um, and so that kind of brings it into that sort of spectrum of where, yeah. you know, people are communicating about all these little things because they want to see their partner happy. happy. And so you're, you know, going down the self-love path. And I think that's awesome. Exactly. Um, yeah. How did you, how did you kind of come to terms with like knowing you were ready to play alone? I've always been ready personally. It was more, <laughs> more it was more, um, I think him being ready with the idea of me playing alone. So it's not so much him, the idea of him playing alone also took a, a minute, I think for him to, to think about, but I think it's harder when uh, you're with a partner with maybe a bit more traditional background, uh, maybe, uh, you know, who it take, uh, who maybe has less um, familiarity with the idea of non-monogamy to bring them around to uh, thinking of, again, we were talking about that concept of not possession, I don't like saying that, but that your partner kind of belongs to you. So letting the concept of letting your partner play with other people. So I think um, that took a little bit. I just more on the level of, um, you know, him not being physically present to watch me 
enjoy myself sexually. Mm. So that, and a lot of, like you said, for in the lifestyle, you, m- many of the first experiences are with your partner where you're seeing them uh, be, you know, uh, sexually satisfied by other people. And that's hot. I think that's, that's so hot. It's such a turn oh, on. I love yeah. watching that. And, uh, you know, and he loves watching that. So it's just taking that away and also not knowing what it is that your partner is doing. So not knowing the kind of vibes, the chemistry, the relationship that the person uh, that your, your partner has with uh, the other people that they're playing with, whether it's, uh, you know, I'm bisexual. So whether it's a, a woman or a man, it's irrelevant uh, to, to, to my partner. It's just about have, sharing a moment with someone else that is not uh, with your partner uh, presence. So um, I think it just took a matter of being comfortable enough to pl- that we had played together, uh, you know, on, on various occasions, just getting going through through those conversations and uh, really biding our time until he felt ready. And he's like, you know what? That's, that's okay. I'm okay with that. And, uh, you know, testing the waters from there starts with like, you know, going on a date, for example, before, you know, saying, I'm going to go fuck someone. Uh, you know, I'm going to go out with someone. I'm going to go for dinner with someone, or I'm going to go for drinks with someone else and then see how that goes. You got to kind of take it step by step, just like you do in the lifestyle when you first break in. You can always go into a club and have an orgy for the first time. You know, it happens. It does. Uh, it does. Well, and, and that's kind of really something really important that I, I kind of want to just reiterate is like, again, the lifestyle is not all about sex. Yeah. And it really, and we try, we try so hard to talk about it that a lot of people just assume that it's just, you know, going and banging other people. There are people in this lifestyle that do that and that's perfectly okay. That's actually, it's quite hot sometimes. It can be. But for us, it's about like, you know, testing the waters and different boundaries and pushing those little things as long the way. Like our, again, our hard rule is that we don't play a part right mm-hmm. right now. Right. Those can always and change. They can change and with like flow. perhaps another woman, right? Start with that and see how we feel with something like that. But it, it takes a lot it takes a while and I think rushing it can do more damage to the relationship um, than taking your time and just standing in what you feel is right for you and your relationship in that moment. And I think that's really great advice for people to to just take the time. Um what, what advice would you have for somebody so that they know they are okay with maybe starting to explore playing alone? That they're okay with themselves playing alone or that they're okay with their partner playing alone? Maybe, like maybe both sides. Let's go with yourself first. Yeah. Um, so knowing that you're ready to play alone is maybe feeling that, um, you know, you've, you maybe have something that you want to explore that your partner doesn't necessarily want to explore. Uh, you know, maybe you're into, um, the idea of, uh, of having a gangbang, but he doesn't want to be there for that, but he's okay with the idea of you doing it just doesn't want to physically see it happen, for example. So that's like an extreme example, but just saying sometimes you, you feel like you're ready to move, uh, move forward and explore more things and maybe a more diverse range of things. So you feel kind of like, you know what, I could, I, I could definitely explore that on my own. I feel comfortable doing that on my own without my you know, safety net or my support there physically with me. And um, so I guess from that perspective, um, that's how I would know that I would be ready to play by myself. Um, knowing that my feeling ready for my partner to play alone would honestly, again, with the communication, 
uh, again, knowing that uh, checking in with your partner, uh, especially throughout the whole process of, of being in the lifestyle, you always check in with your partner at different points in time, always, not just throughout the course of the night or whatever event is going on, but throughout the course of your relationship. How do you feel about X? Um, are you okay with me seeing this person? Are you okay with, um, you know, uh, what, what just happened in the club? Or did you have a good time after that threesome? Yeah. Also, the jealousy factor. Um, jealousy is very, you know, it's a little bit maybe less in the lifestyle than in, you know, normal monogamous relationships because we're already open to the idea of maybe our partner playing with someone else. Mm-hmm. But um, being, let's say, in a situation, having already experienced a group situation, uh, whether it's with three people or more, um, or, sorry, so like a, a trio or more, basically, and seeing your partner play with someone else and knowing that you're okay with that and being like, you know what, I don't, you know, be being familiar with that kind of a, a context and being able to um, maybe have that, that idea that it would be okay for your partner to do that on their own. But it takes time. Even thinking you're okay with it doesn't necessarily mean you will be okay with it the first time it happens. Very That's true. a very big difference. Yeah. 100%. And I think that, I think number one, one of the biggest things that a lot of people kind of get kind of weary of, mm-hmm. and especially I think from a male's perspective for me, is safety. Mm-hmm. Right? Knowing that you're with somebody that's not, you know, going over the lines or pushing the boundaries or even, even just making sure that you're safe in general, right? Because most people in the lifestyle do everything together, right? Yes. Like, they, like we do pretty much everything together. We go to parties together, you know, we have- Grocery shop, yeah, shower, shout, save water. <laughs> you know, every, <laughs> a lot, everything along those lines that we do together. So playing alone is like knowing you have, like you said, that safety net almost there with you and being there for you mm-hmm. in times yeah. when you might not feel as 100% comfortable and you got to step back and talk about it. But I, I did want to kind of touch on a little something that I think that playing alone can also start with like really, really, really good friends that you've played with in the lifestyle before. Yes. Yeah. And I think because as a couple, you mean? Yeah. As a couple, you've played with like another couple and they're okay playing alone and you you guys are like progressing. That's the only time we actually explored. That's for us. And I think that that's kind of like something I wanted to touch on was that there can be a couple or like a single out there that you both have played with, but you both understand that there's a connection there with both of you. So there's that kind of almost that ease of tension knowing that they're with somebody that you you trust in a sense. And there is somebody out there that, you know, is not going to push the lines of where you've already been. Yeah, that comfort is so important. And actually, that brings up a great point, because my first experience playing alone was with somebody that uh, my partner uh, knew and knew was safe, because definitely as a woman it's uh there are a lot more concerns as far as safety goes uh personal safety physical safety um everything uh so he was definitely way more concerned about me being with someone who was not going to take advantage of me not hurt me in any way and uh you know i'm obviously concerned with that too being a woman with you know any experiences that i have but um so he definitely felt way more comfortable with the fact that my first experience was with somebody that he already knew or knew of rather or knew that I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Getting that yeah. comfort zone. I think safety, yeah. Safety is so, so important. And actually that kind of leads us into the next topic is when things don't go as planned. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about some tips for safety. Uh, we're just going to cut to a quick commercial break, hear a word from the sponsors. And when we get back, we'll cover that. Stay tuned. 
Explore your lexuality on my website, alexisilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you use promo code LEXISDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. We've been uh, talking about uh, sort of sort of kind of playing alone and kind of the steps to take to get there. Um, we were actually just talking about safety, and I wanted to come back to this because I think it's an, an important topic too. Um, I know that a lot of my girlfriends, they actually do play alone in their relationships. And one thing that they do is on their cell phones, their hus- hubby has the cell phone tracker, and he can track to see where she is. Um, I, I don't know. I was with like a group of them when they were with you for your birthday and all the hobbies had their phones out. They're like, well, they're coming down the street. And I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> little stalkerish, but it could be, it's a very good method, I guess, to, to make sure you know where your partner is. Yeah. Right. Cause again, and we talked about it. Like I think that that safety concept of being together all the time, knowing that they're, they're going to be there for you. Right. The double squeeze, like we got to go that sort of concept, the whole thing kind of just, pulls it all together when you're able to see where they're going. Like, mm-hmm. so they're not like taking some random detour off into the, you know, into the sticks, into the woods or something like that. Right. So I think that safety is a big thing. And so what have you kind of, how did you guys get over like the safety thing? Like you said, your first time was with somebody that you knew, yes. but like later down the line, do you have like a, t- a secret text or something? <laughs> so it, it, I guess it depends on whether I'm playing alone, uh, where I'm going, let's say, um, a, to a, a location I don't know about or something or, or something to that effect, or I'm going on a date or something versus uh, going into a swingers club on my own and playing as a single woman. Because so, there's different techniques that you would use uh, depending on either one. I very rarely... 
I have, but I very rarely will play on my own with somebody outside of the Swingers Club context. I've done it mm. on uh, many occasions, but <laughs> I will only do it if I already know the person because of that safety. So in uh, my first meeting with some, uh, it's uh, usually I, you know, I'll, if I'm playing alone, my first time with the person playing alone will probably be in the context of a public setting where I'm at a club where there are security or people who can help me out if I'm in a situation that I don't feel comfortable with. Or also I do know a lot of the people who frequent the clubs because, you know, I frequent the clubs. So that's how it (laughs) (laughs) happens. And I feel comfortable knowing that, they're there and I, you know, they know me and I'm okay with if there's, if something goes down that I don't like, if I'm not comfortable with the person who's there, then I can say stop at any moment and I know it'll stop. And as far as, you know, uh, so my partner will know, hey, I, 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 he'll know, I'll tell him I'm going to the club, I'm going to this party, I'm going to this event, whether it's at the club or in another event, like a private party or something, he'll know uh, where I am, he'll know the address, he'll know how to reach me. And I always check in on my phone as well every uh, couple of hours, which I mean, during an orgy is a little harder, because sometimes you want to like, you're, you know, you're kind of in the middle of like a couple of people and <laughs> but you have to check in, you have to, it's like, okay, I'll take a little bathroom break and you know, a little, little quick text, hey, babe, I'm good, you know. Um, just makes him feel secure and uh, you know also tracking my ubers like moving forward you know uh, wherever I'm going is important so he he's able again to see where it is that where I am and uh, yeah so that makes him feel comfortable in that context and taking it out of the club context to go into where it's just me one-on-one uh, or one on however many <laughs> in a way from the club context. Uh, it basically is usually people that I know. So I very rarely do the myself personally, other people do different things, that Tinder thing where you just meet a random person, stranger, you fuck it out. Great. And then you move forward with uh, your day kind of thing. I very rarely do that because again, with, you know, the safety factor and um, it's not so much a comfort thing for me it is really the safety thing so yeah that's great that's a lot of good advice actually thank yeah. you and on on that note have you had any experiences potentially go awry um not awry i've definitely been in c- scenarios uh in the club context where um i kind of find myself in the middle of a uh, group sex because that ha- seems to happen a lot to me for some reason it's a common theme and i don't know it just happens and i don't know how it goes but it does um and uh Sometimes there will be people that I don't know who try to eat with men and women. Women are guilty of this also, touching without asking first. Um, And women think that it's okay to do that to another woman because you're a woman. Not okay. It's not okay. You can't shove your fingers in my pussy if I'm leaning over and blowing somebody else. You, I don't know who the hell's doing it. I have to. I I stop. I look behind me. Who the hell are you? And that's not okay. That happened to you. Um. Yes. And I, you know, was not happy about it. And luckily, one of the people who were looking, who were in the club and uh, who were kind of surveilling to, to surveying the area to make sure that they were, um, everybody was playing uh, well and everything was going okay, saw that I was not okay with it. And also told the woman like, no, you can't do that. And gave her right. a warning, basically like, you, that's not okay. You, you can't, you can't be doing that without consent. Um, and I had to talk with her too, say, you can't do that. I don't care that I'm a woman. You can't do that. So actually that was the worst offender because you, the guys who sometimes touch me or, uh, or try to touch me uh, in the context of I'm having group sex and I don't know you and you're trying to touch me and try to get in on the action. They're actually, you know, in my experiences have been pretty polite about it. I have not 
to date experienced anything that was uncomfortable uh, in that sense of someone really like touching me sexually uh, without uh, my consent. Worst offender was a woman. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we even talk about this in our ladies of the lifestyle discussion. It's mainly because men have always been taught, like, don't do this without consent. And women have not been taught that. Yeah. And so it's almost something like you have to learn once you start in the lifestyle is you can't just go up and motorboats a, a woman because she has her best presented big out there. Boobies. You yeah. ask first, right? Oh, James and your boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Love boobies. <laughs> no, you do have to ask first. You do. And no matter what gender the person is that you're playing with um, or that you want to play with, you have to ask permission. Always. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So that's a good talk to always have. <laughs> Um, thank you for sharing that too. Uh, I think that that also empowers people too to to earn to say their no as well. Yeah. Own own their no, own right? No. Like own the no, and that's what we try to always say. It's like no no should ever have to be justified. And I think we talked about that even in, in the orgy, an orgy talk. talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that. It's just it's just understanding that there are. Uh, unwritten rules when it comes to these sort of things. And you just got to make sure that you're following along. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't always have to be that way. When you develop that comfortability level with people and you start developing a rapport and you start seeing them over and over again. Yeah. Like you don't have to ask the same questions all the time, but for the first few times, my recommendation is you ask as many questions as humanly possible. It's not the sexiest thing in the world, but it can be if you just ask the right question. Right. If you're asking, like, am I do you like the way I'm doing this or that and stuff like that, where you're at least engaging with them and getting them to make the almost and giving them the choice of whether they want this to happen or not. Like, I've even had a woman tell me that she doesn't like being eaten out and I ate her out once. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell me that the first time? (laughs) It's better to over ask than to under ask. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. And so I guess we can start talking about rules and boundaries. Um, Obviously, your rules and ba- do you have different rules and boundaries when playing alone versus playing together? Yes, definitely. And yeah. like, so what would be like the major differences between the two? So when we play together, there's not, I mean, we don't have to, like I said, check in with each other. Like we won't text each other during the night. We're physically there with each other. Um, (laughs) We know what time we're getting there. We know where we're going. We know what time we're leaving. We know who we're with. So when I'm alone... Uh, it's a little bit different because he, yes, he knows where I am. Most of the time knows who I'm with um, or at least trust that I know who, <laughs> who it is that I'm with. <laughs> and there's a, like, there's the, the, the checking in, which is very important. If we don't check in where the other person gets worried and then gets kind of upset after, why didn't you check in? Um, I'm not talking about like every hour, every 10 minutes. It's we're not crazy like that. It's just, you know, every couple of hours, you know, throughout the progression of the night, I think that's totally reasonable for any couple uh, to ask uh, their partner to do, especially if they're in a situation where they don't necessarily know what it, what's going on. Um, And uh, we don't usually sleep out. So we stay, but like we go to bed together, even if it's three, four or five o'clock in the morning, I'll come home. He'll come home. um, And uh, we wake up together. If there's a random situation, it's a sleepover. It's like far, far, away whatever we talk we can negotiate those boundaries but as a general rule that is what we do um we don't um what else i guess i mean when those you are start, when you started out did you have like any like no penetration rules 
No, we didn't do it that way. It was kind of like by that time when we were ready to play a part, we, I think it was just, we were already ready to be at that point. But um, for other couples that I know who play alone, there is that negotiation. There is the, uh, you know, you you can go on a date, but um, I'm not okay with you. You know, you can make out, you can get to whatever base, (laughs) but no penetration first. For us, it was different. um, And we'd also really done all of that communication before to know that we were there. But Definitely being able to talk to your partner about what they feel comfortable with and then negotiating the boundaries as you go along. Like like whether you're playing alone or together, you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too is, uh, or ask is, is rules and boundaries something that needs to be discussed before you even think about physically playing alone. Um, Sit down and talk about the rules and boundaries first and how they're going to change for when you're playing alone as well. Yeah. Yeah, because you have your set for when you play together, and then there's that there's there's obviously going to be a different set of rules and boundaries of where what you feel comfortable and what you think is best for your relationship. One, yeah. Your relate for us, our relationship is the priority, right? Yes. This is just a bonus. So yeah. if we're friends that we want to go hang out with and play alone with, but it's more of like a date to like a whole progression to that point. I think that's if we started playing alone and got to that point, because it's where we wanted, where, where I see it is that our relationship is the priority. Anything else is just a bonus, right? Everything else. This is, this is, this is home, right? Yes, exactly. This is where it all, the magic all happens right here. And when anything that comes in, we're always talking about making friends and then the sex is just a cherry on the top. And I think that that can be, also, like, you know, crossed over into playing alone. And unfortunately, other than that, that was a great segment. Uh, we have to cut <laughs> to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about our IG questions that we had from our followers to you about playing alone. So stay yeah. after the break. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway that fuses sumptuous relaxation with the liveliness of the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Throughout our exclusive SDC takeover, you can indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing-optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches, and immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime in our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. 
tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. And we are at the last, the final segment of Playing Alone with Lexi Silver. Thank you again for joining us today. We love having you on our show. I love doing this with you guys. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. What else do you love doing with us? Oh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to have to find out, right? <laughs> um, so we, uh, Tara polled the Instagram followers and we wanted to share kind of like percentages and see like if it kind of resonates with you. That, um, or if it surprises you. Yeah. Um, so they said how many people, uh, like kind of like, well, not how many people, but would you play alone? No, it's how many of you do play alone? Or how many of you do play alone? Yeah. And 66% said yes. And 34% said no. Interesting. Okay. Right. I'm, I, I think, I mean, I obviously depends on the people who are, you know, um, maybe you have more open-minded people as well who are taking the poll. Uh, as, as far as, you know, want, uh, being in the lifestyle or I don't know how long they've been in the lifestyle, but uh, typically that would, I would say that probably would apply more to people who've done it for, who've been in it for a little bit longer. Yeah, I actually met a couple one time that literally started out their whole lifestyle. Everything was playing alone. Really? Yeah. Do I know? Uh, Yeah. I met them at a social once, but that's how they started. They literally started out. They were like, you know what? I want to try this out. The, The whole thing that he couldn't get over was seeing her with another man, but he was okay with the idea of it. Mm hmm. But he couldn't see it. He was like, I can't see it. Like, I, I, like that jealousy whole thing, the whole thing would come out and he couldn't do it. So it's kind of interesting that there, there are people out there that do start out just playing alone. And I think, that, I think that the communication that you have to have to start out that way is like huge. huge. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, question. Thanks, James. Sorry. That's actually good information. I like that. It is. Um, so first question is, where do you go to play? I don't want to bring a lover or partner home if my husband is there. Ah, well, (laughs) uh, I think it really depends if you are just looking to bang it out and have a quick orgasm, uh, because, you know, I am, uh, I am acquainted with uh, back seats of several cars because sometimes you just need to get it. You just need to. Um, but you know, I, I mean, not to sound trashy about it, but they're, you know, hotel rooms. Um, or, you know, uh, Airbnb, uh, different places. Uh, but again, with the making sure that you're comfortable with the person before you bring them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that is another rule as far as we were talking about boundaries. I don't bring anybody home. Uh, I, and he doesn't bring anybody home uh, unless we're playing together. That's a different story, but, uh, that is another boundary that we have that I won't bring any of my lovers here when we're playing alone. And I guess clubs too, you can go, you, can go you could, there, right? yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, some of them have closed rooms, so you can yeah. go and uh, play together in there. Yeah. And, uh, or, uh, you know, orgy style, just play in like <laughs> one of those beds among everybody, all the other heaving uh, masses. Yes, exactly. exactly. So much fun. <laughs> um, and, I, and this is a question I think that kind of comes up a lot, but uh, do you think there's more or less jealousy when playing alone? 
Um, I think that by the time you are able to negotiate the playing alone, maybe the jealousy is not as much of a factor. It's different for every couple, though. Every personality difference, too. Uh, Maybe the first couple of times you're maybe feeling uh, maybe not so much jealous, but wondering what's going on. Um, I think it might be more if you're playing together and you're seeing what your partner is doing and saying, oh, wow, they don't moan like that with me or, wow, they never do that when I'm there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Normally, though. No, that's like, true. that's so true. Yeah. Because it's like you're, it, it, and I always say, it's like you kind of want to put your best foot forward when you're out there because, again, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to fuck the best way I possibly can. Let's just fucking be real. Scenaries. Right? But when I'm at home, sometimes I just want that lazy side sex where you just kind of <laughs> like come in behind and just kind of, I call it performance fuck. You know, and but there's the performance fuck. Yeah, totally performance fucking. (laughs) That is that's totally what it is, and it can be sometimes. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it's that kind of like that. It's almost like psychological game that you're playing with yourself when you're seeing your partner doing something different that they may not might not have done with you. Yep. That's oh. that. That's that's what I would say about it. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I do tend to sometimes performance fuck sometimes. It's like I'm gonna show off. I'm like <laughs> show off my pussy too. I, yeah, but <laughs> put in the work, James. Well, you okay? But you know that home fit that like gets you sometimes like right like, and it sucks because it's like you know you got five minutes and I'm like no. <laughs> I make him come. You know, and she like. <laughs> milks my penis and anyways besides that point but like power of the pussy no, but let's be power real like, pussy. home pussy is like that's like that's where you fit in right like that's like that's your fit i don't know what, no what, place like home I, I remember what it was comedian that was talking about it and i think he obviously was monogamous but he was talking about the birth of his child and how he watched the thing happen and he's like that's my fit that's my fit you're ruining my fit <laughs> And like, I can't remember the comedian I want, but like he's oh yelling at the baby before it's even born because it's ruining his fit. And I'm telling you, home, home pussy's the best. Yeah, that's and definitely, it, yeah, I know I hear you. <laughs> but like, yeah, because you just, you know how to get him going and Okay, back next and, question. In so facto. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so how do I open this topic up to my husband without offending him? Ooh, okay. So, I mean, don't bring it up if you're, (laughs) I mean, don't make it, 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 it's all how you word it, right? Don't be like, so I have this thing that I really want to talk about. You know, you can maybe bring it up like, hey, you know, um, my other, uh, one of our friends or one of our other swinger friends or whatever plays alone. What do you think about that? And just kind of get a feeling of where they're at, you know, related to maybe someone else or the scenario itself before you're like, yeah, so like there's something I've really been burning, uh, like, you know, uh, this burning thing that I've been thinking about that like, you know, how do you, I don't know how you're going to feel. So I don't really want to talk about it, but I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. They're already like, well, what the fuck is it? I feel uncomfortable already. Maybe don't voice it that way. And um, yeah, maybe just take it like be, be chill about it. Just like casual conversation. Um, because you know, if you're for if they for the first time you have that discussion with them and they're not uh, okay with it, it might you know not to say they will never be okay with it, 
but you know, have, bringing it up in such a way where you're relating to how other people play and seeing just their general impressions will also help you guide the conversation. If you already see they're like, no, I never see us doing that, um, is, you know, okay, well, maybe I'll shut this down for now and maybe I'll bring it up at another point. Uh, maybe don't force the issue if you see your, com- your partner is not comfortable with it. But I think like relating it to how other people play might be uh, a good way to kind of bring it up without saying, how do you feel about me playing? That would be a follow-up question to the, how do you feel about them playing that way? Exactly. Interesting. And well, also no, get them to listen to this radio show yeah. too. <laughs> it's great. It's great to have those questions, those almost those probing questions to try to have a basis to where you and your partner stand. Like you can talk about all the time, your rules and boundaries between the two of you, but this or is a, read this some hot erotica about it. Yeah. Yes. Or, I mean, there's also the idea of uh, the watching porn as well. So anything, even anytime you have a fantasy and you want to bring it up with your partner, oh, like, let's, you know, let's watch this movie together. Or how did you, even like mainstream TV shows, uh, you know, sometimes they have situations like that. It's like, how would you feel about that? Relating it back to what you see and giving them an idea of uh, maybe something you're thinking about. Just, yeah. uh, it opens up the, the mind a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's a great way of, of starting it too. Um, and we have time yeah, for last, last question. Last one. Um, should both partners play alone? Um, everybody, everybody and every relationship is different. There is no should ever in any relationship and there is no guide to how to navigate the, the lifestyle. Everyone does it differently. Everyone has their own rules and boundaries. Sometimes you got to take a step back. Sometimes you take a step forward, whatever the case. But if you, the, the point of being in the lifestyle is to, if you're doing it as a couple, even if you're playing alone, is to prioritize the relationship. If you, like you have to, um, the point of playing alone is to add, to bring more to the relationship, to make you maybe satisfied, to bring it home to your partner. Um, so if you are at that point, there's no should. It's like you could play alone. Um, and you could also make that decision once you're playing alone for all that you maybe stop playing alone for a little while to reinvest a little bit more in playing together. There's no should. There's no, there's never a should. I like that. I, yeah, I agree I with agree. you hundred percent. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way or... There's no right or wrong way to swing and there's no right or wrong way to play alone. It's just trying to figure it out for yourself and what works for you. And doing what feels good for you. Yeah. And so that was all of the questions we had for you today. So we first off want to say thank you so much for coming yes, on our thank show. You. This thank you. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. And uh, the floor is yours and I want you to tell me <laughs> everything you have going on in your life. Leave no detail out. Oh, wow. We don't have time for that. But I can give you like the broad strokes. <laughs> oh, I like broad strokes. So uh, for anybody who wants to find me and uh, check out my podcast, my blogs, uh, the sex toys on my website, my erotic stories, you can check out LexiSilver.com. That's Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. And you can find me on all my social media, also as Lexi Silver on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I sometimes post saucy pics, and I'm also uh, revealing about my my sex life. I don't think that, uh, I think it's important to bring your personal experience to the table a little bit and to show people that, you know, what they're feeling and thinking is normal. So um, I'm all about shameless sex, so I know Tara appreciates that. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, so, and you can also uh, find me and uh, my blogs, my stories, my podcasts on sdc.com. You can also find a hell of a lot of content of videos, podcasts, blogs uh, from tons of uh, doctors, sexologists. Uh, I know you guys are going to be contributing as well coming up 
soon. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, you can reach out to me anytime on social or you can email me directly. I get tons of questions from listeners and from people. I love your questions. Bring them on Lexi at LexiSilver.com. Yes. And if you guys want to get in touch with her, you can also email us at sexinterrupted.com and we'll put you right through to her. Um, again, thank you so much for being on the show. This was an amazing talk. I think we gave some great information for people, especially couples who are looking to potentially play alone. Thank you so much, Tara and James, for having me on your show. You can learn more about Sex Uninterrupted at sexuninterrupted.com. And thank you all for listening today. Tune in Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can also download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. Hey, sexy people, if you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized.
Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.